Okay, good morning everybody, nice to see you, hope everybody is well. We're going to be learning a mimer this morning from the Orgadayahu. And the Orgadayahu, I think as we mentioned before, was Rav Gedalia Shor, Sichrono Livracha, was the Rosh Hayeshiv of Torah Vedas. And this is also a special parsha because it's my bar mitzvah parsha. But I'm not going to lane it, don't worry. And <laughs> that would take up almost the whole class. Yes, this friend. Okay, it's a very good question. They, do, they did have a very strong shaykhus to Ger Hasidus. And his sons, who are all tremendous, um, from what I understand, they are all um, associated with the Hasidus of Ger. Now, however, that, that being said, you know, Rav Gedal Yashur was, was a Rosh HaYeshiva in the very classic sense. It's a Rosh HaYeshiva of Torah Vidas. You know, with all that comes with that, the tremendous Lamdan, Talmud Chacham. And at the same time, most of his Sefer, the Orgadal Yahu, most of his Machshava is Chasidus. Svasemes, Pritzadik. And he has others as well that are not Chasidish, but most of what he says are, are Chasidish types of insights. So he was a very fascinating person. He really contained both worlds both the world of the Rosh HaYeshiva and also the world of a great Talmud Chacham and Hasidus as well. And Torah Vedas in itself as a Yeshiva of, of, of all the Yeshivas, let's say in the Litvisha world, is probably the most like that. They dive into Sephard, and when Rav Shagav Feivlin Mendelovitz was founding the Yeshiva and, and, and um, guiding the Yeshiva several, several decades ago, um, I know that he taught the yeshivas Baruchim Bertania. Um, many people who learned there under him had told me that, as well as well as Derech Hashem. So there was certainly a flavor of Hasidus in Torah Vidas. Um, and that's kind of an, a very interesting combination of person, really, that, that he was. So your question really is right on the mark uh, regarding Rav Gedal Yashur. Yeah, Mira, please. I'm, I'm going to say the, the type of, of insights, it's very hard for me to put into words. You know, it's, it's hard for me to say what that is, but Aldera Avoda and a certain emphasis on Ramazim in Psukim and the insights that those Ramazim lead to. But and the truth is, we could say that about some of them, Musus Forum too. So it's hard to put into words. It's more so when you learn it, you know, you know it. I'm sure somebody could explain it, but it's hard for me to put into words. Okay. Uh, the Pasuk that we're going to be deriving the insight from is, is the Pasuk from Kohelis, which we're going to see in a moment inside. And here's your reminder. The, uh, the comment from the Pasuk is going to refer to a section of Parsha Shalach, this week's Parsha. And after the Chet of the Miraglim and the very serious, um, tragic you know, change of mood that the Jewish people experiences here, so the Torah then says that Hashem spoke to the Jewish people. I'll read in, in Perak Tesva. I'm still not in the Mimri, I'm reading from the Torah. Hashem said to Moshe, Daber el b'nei Yisroel. Speak to the Jewish people, the Amartalehem, and say to them, Kisavo el Eretz Moshvo Sechem, when you come to the land where you're going to live, Asherani no Sein Lochem that I'm going that I am giving you. And if you bring a korban there, you shall offer 
a mincha and a, and a nesach, a wine offering, a flower offering and a wine offering. Now this is called parshas nesachim. Nesachim are the wine offerings that were brought together with other korbanos. And right after that is a parsha which is very much no geyata, all those wonderful Yiddish of Ibra who are sitting in front of me, which is the parsha of Hafrosh Hizchala. And that's in, uh, later on in Perak Tosvav. Hashem says to Moshe, speak to the Jewish people, when you eat milechem ha'oretz tarimu turuma lahashem reshi sariros ariso sechem, you shall lift off the beginning of your dough, you should give it to Hashem. So the parsha of Nesachim and the parsha of Chala are consecutive here in parsha Shalach, right after the Chet HaMaraglim. So the question is, of course, what are they doing here? The Orachayim HaKadosh says the following, if you want to look this up uh, any time when you get home, it's Orachayim HaKadosh in Parsha Shalach, Perak Tesva of Pasuk Beis. Yes. <laughs> whenever, whenever you can. <laughs> At your leisure. Pasuk Beis. Perak Tesva of Pasuk Beis is Orachayim HaKadosh. So I'm just going to, I'll read it over, I'll paraphrase it into English. In that Hashem saw their great distress regarding the Gezerah that they would now have to wander in the desert for 40 years, distant from coming into the land of Israel. So therefore Hashem wanted to sustain them and support their spirit with mitzvos which are teluyos bo'oretz, which are davka dependent on going into Eretz Yisroel, because separating chala is the oraisa only in the land of Israel. Outside of Eretz Yisroel, where we are, it's not the oraisa. It is, in, it is the oraisa in Eretz Yisroel. And also korbanos are brought only, of course, in the Beis HaMikdash. Ki ya'alu when they go up and they take the land and inherit the land, so therefore, now that they know that they're going to enter, and eventually the time's going to come that they'll be there, then they won't be so distressed about their having to wander around in the Midbor. So Hashem told them, these two parshios, Dafka after the Ched HaMaraglim, to give them hope. Like, I know I just told you you're going to be wandering here for 40 years, but don't worry, you're going to go, go into the land of Eretz Yisrael. You're going to do that. You'll be there. So he says it's so'ed, that's his lashon. So'ad libam b'mitzvos. He sustained their heart with these mitzvos and he helped their, their spirit. And also, maybe you could say, but they're not going in, it's their children going in. So the Orachim HaKadosh says, yes, but what the children accomplish, the, the parents are also very happy about, as we all know. So if we're not going to get somewhere, but we know our kids are going to get there, we feel pretty good about that, the fact that the kids are going to be there. So that's Orachayim HaKadosh on what is the Parsha of Chala and Nesachim doing right after the Ched HaMaraglim here. Now now that we know that, that's the background that we needed to learn this Mimer. So on the front page of your handout, letter Bays, which is on the left column about halfway down. But Midrash Rabbah, it says in the Midrash, in, in this week's parsha, and this is a quote from a pasuk in Kohelis: "Leich echol b'simcha lachmecha, go and eat your bread with joy, with simcha. Ushesei b'leif tov yenecha, and drink your wine with a good heart. 
Ki elokim because Hashem is appeased, he's in a state of goodwill with your ma'asim, with your deeds. So the Midrash says, Echol b'simcha lachmecha, go eat your lechem with joy, zu parshas chala. This refers to the parsha of hafreshas chala, separation of chala. Ushasei b'lev tov yenecha, and drink your wine with a good heart, zu parshas nesachem. This is the parsha of nesachem, of the wine libations, the wine offerings. Mahu ki kvar what about the next part? Because Hashem is appeased with you. Zu hachnasas Yisroel oretz. This refers to the entering of the Jewish people into the land of Israel. Shenemar, as it says, ki savau el haoretz. That's how this parsha begins, the parsha of Nesachim. When you come into the land. So there's the idea that chala gives you simcha, hafreshes chala, the yayin of Nesachim brings gladness to your heart. And you're going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Don't worry. Or it's the time's going to come that you will be there. Okay, so that's the Midrash Rabbah on Kohelis, referring back to our Parsha. It's brought down in this Fas Emes. So again, here he's bringing down from the Hasidus of Ger. Pirish. As we know, when Adam and Chava transgressed in Gan Eden, they were cursed. And it is said to Adam, You will eat in sadness all the days of your life. Now, Itzavon is also, it's sadness, but it's also like distress. Sometimes it can even mean anger. So Itzavon is a broad term. We associate it most with, most with the word Atzvus. Sadness. So that's what happened as a result of the chet. However, the Jewish people were selected. If you flip over there, I'm sorry, the top line of the next page got a little bit cut off. So I'm going to read it slowly, and you could fill it in there if you want to. The Jewish pe- people were selected to rectify that chet of Adam and Chava. And specifically... Bevoam Oretz, when they come into the land. I'll just read the Lushan again so you can write it in if you want. Lesakain Hachet, to fix the Chet, Ubifrat, Bevoam Oretz, specifically coming into the land of Israel. Ukamo Omrim, as we say, Benusach Shel Aleinu, in our Tefillah of Aleinu the Shabbat, we say every single day, Shatikain Yehoshua, Bevoam Oretz. Yoshua bin Nun was the one who wrote the tefillah of, Ale- of Elena. It's an old tefillah. When did he write it? When we went into Eretz Yisrael. So what's included in there? A quote now from Elena. Al-Kain This is the second paragraph. Therefore we hope to you, Hashem, etc. Liros meheira to see quickly, gilulim min that you will remove all despicable things, referring to Avodah Zorah, those types of things from the land. Then it says, L'sakein olam b'machu shakai, to fix the world, to rectify the world, b'machu shakai, with the machus of the shame, shin dal yud, shakai. Yakir v'yedu kol yoshve sevo, that they will recognize and know all the inhabitants of the land. Everybody will see that Hashem achadu shemalachad.
So in Alenu, he's just taking that as a reference. We refer to the entering into the land of Eretz Yisrael because Yeshua wrote it. And included in there is Lasakin Olam Bamalfushakai to rectify the world. Rectify from what? The chait of Adam Harishon, the true tikkun of the world. So the ultimate tikkun revolves around being in Eretz Yisrael. Not that we can't be Mesakin the chait wherever we are because we're Jews and we're, we serve Hashem everywhere, but we know there's a special relationship in the land of Israel. Ki Eretz Yisrael Nivrar, because the land of Eretz Yisrael was, was chosen, it was selected. Mikol Ha'aratzos, from all the lands of the world, La'avoda Zu, for this avoda of Tikkun Hachet. V'lochein, therefore, there's a very beautiful um, thing he says, they're putting together two psukim. Bavoam la'oretz ne'amar aleihem pasuk When we came into the land, this pasuk, which from, comes from Kohelas, is said to them, Leich echol b'simcha es mecha. Go and eat your bread with simcha. Hepech hipuch shel tochlena. It's the exact opposite of what Hashem told Adam and Gan Eden, tochlena. You're going to eat in sadness. So what's the tikkun of eating in sadness? Eating b'simcha. Leich echol b'simcha es mecha. So it shows that going into the land of Eretz Yisrael is a way to involve ourselves in the physical world, b'simcha. All right, so what does that take? He's going to explain that. Ki ikr ha-simcha hi. The essence of joy is, ki alin hakol el hashoresh. Literally, that means when you lift everything up to its root, up to its source. I like to, to state that a little differently. When everything is used for its highest purpose. So I think we all know that when we have a certain experience in life and we feel like something has just been accomplished which was purposeful, we feel joy. You feel simchadik when, yeah, you know, that hit the tachlis, it hit the goal. It brings us a sense of satisfaction and a sense of simcha. Like it made it to where it was supposed to get. It feels good. So simcha is about reaching the shoresh, the, the source or the goal. Something I saw recently from this forno, also in Sefer Kohelis. So Shlomo HaMelech says, hevel, hevel havolim hakol hevel. Everything is hevel. All right, so there's a lot of different understandings on what that means. But this forno says the word hevel, when it's translated as futility, why does it mean that? And this is the Yesod that he writes. He says, anything which was created that does not reach its proper goal could be called Hevel. Anything created that does not reach its proper goal could be called Hevel, meaning there's a sense of futility. Didn't reach the goal. Didn't quite reach the goal. And what does that usually come along with? Sadness. That's, where, that's part, part of where Atzvus comes from. I wanted to accomplish such and such, didn't make it, I feel sad. So the chait of Adam and Chava was about that. The world was there for a purpose. The trees in Gan Eden were there for a reason, except one. The reason was not to eat from it. What happened? Adam and Chava ate from it. So they feel a sense of loss of purpose, and that brings sadness. So the klala to Adam, which is bitzavon tochlena, you're going to eat with sadness, it's a klala, I think it's also a mitzius. 
It's just the way people feel. We don't reach our goal. And when, what's the tikkun for that? Is getting ourselves back together and being able to take it, give it another shot and ultimately reach the goal. Hashem gives us a lot of chances. To, thank God. That's teshuva. The ability to say, okay, this time I'm going to try it a little better. And if we make it, we feel a sense of simcha. So therefore, lech echo besimcha es lachmecha is the tikkun for bi'itzavon tochlena. Here in this land, when you eat chal and separate the dough, that's purposeful, and it's going to ring simcha. Va'ayin sham shebir, and look there, that is explained, dezehu inyan hafrashis chala, that this is also the idea of separating chala. Shemesaknim bazeh, this is a tikkun when we separate chala. Shemafrishi nesharashi is teruma lahashem. We take the very beginning, right, the first, you know, grab of dough, and you take it. V'lachein kasiv, therefore it says, the Lashon in the Torah, v'haya ba'acholchem, and when you eat. Now that word v'haya is not the word vayihi. So what does vayihi connote usually? Sadness. What does v'haya connote? Simcha. That's what the Chachamim say. V'haya is a, a, an indication of the presence of simcha. So the ba'acholchem, and it shall be when you eat from the bread of the land. Lashon simcha kana. V'chein b'nesachem, likewise too with nesachem, the wine offerings. Metaknim bazeh shem iznaschi nagabe hamizbeach, because you're putting this wine on the mizbeach. That's also an ultimate use of food. In this case, wine goes right on the mizbeach. V'lachein amru shira al hanesachem. When did the, the Levim sing their shir in the Beis HaMikdash? At, for the Nesachim, for the wine offering part of the Korban. That was the main connection to the shir of the Levim. Ein Shem B'Svaisemes. Look there, he says, in the Svaisemes to elaborate. So that concept, which he just said, is based on the Svaisemes. I want to add two things to it, which I heard from my Rebbe, Zerchon Livracha, Rabbi Shlomo Tversky. And he said that there, there are many things that we do in Jewish life that contribute to making a tikkun for the chet of Adam and Chav in Gan Eden. So, for example, uh, there are different opinions as to what the fruit was that they ate. So some say it was wheat, because wheat was, at that time, grew on trees in Gan Eden. Some say it was grapes. Some say it was an esrog. And some say it was a fig. So when we eat on Shabbos, we eat challah, and we drink wine. So by doing that, by using the wheat and the wine, wine coming from grapes, we're making a tikkun for the chet of Adam and Chava. Every single time we sit down on Shabbos and make Kiddush and Motzi, it's a tikkun for the chet in, in Gan Eden. And perhaps we could, we could say and associate as well this idea that hafrashas challah is very similar. So you're separating challah, that's wheat, that's a grain product. Lechorah, based on this vaisemes, very clearly, it's also a tikkun for the chet of Adam and Chava, by using bread in the right way. And, and in a certain way, very directly, because Torimu Lahashem, right? It's, you're lifting off this, you're separating off this challah, it, it's to God. Right? That's a very direct statement from, from the Torah. So we'll find in our lives different things that we do that are a tikkun for the chet of Adam and Chava. And I think what a very nice, um, more than an association uh, and, and a way to experience that really is the simcha part of it. 
that any time we're misakain something, it comes with joy. And especially something so fundamental as the tikkun of the Chayden Gan Eden. Yeah, please. The Jewish people separated from their from the red. It was always in their homes. In their homes, and then it was given to the Kohen. Right, and the Kohen didn't do he ate it. He didn't have yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't believe a Kohen separated, so I think he just keeps it. But I might be mistaken. I'm, he might have to separate it and either take it or give it to another Kohen. I'm not sure to check out the halacha. I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, so no, it, was, it was always a mitzvah that was done by women. So it's high, the chiyuv is both for men and for women. So if, if I'm at home and I make a challah dough, which I don't, but my wife makes great challah, but if I were to make a challah dough and, and the man was in the house, he would have to separate challah because it's an obligation. But it's one of those mitzvahs with, which, if it's between the man and the woman, who, who should step forward and do that mitzvah? The woman should. It's like halakas nir on, on Friday night. It's a mitzvah both for men and for women. If you have bachelors who are living in an apartment, they have to light uh, Shabbos candles. If they bake challah, they have to separate challah. But if there's a man and a woman in the house, the mitzvah is supposed to go to the woman to perform it. She has kadima. Okay. So we'll go a little weiter from there. So now, taking this a little further, the next part of the Pasuk says, Ki kavar elokim that Pasuk from Kehelis. Because Hashem has already, kavar, been appeased. He wants your deeds. So that word kavar almost seems out of place. It could say, Ki elokim, Hashem is appeased with what you've done. He's happy. What's this kavar already? Ki, Eretz Yisroel hu makom hatikun. As we said before, the place where the ultimate tikkun is the land of Israel. Tikkun hached shel Adam harishon, which is the tikkun of the ched of Adam. Vezehu kavar. That's the concept of kavar, which means something that happened already a long time ago. It's a kavar thing. Ki al ha'avoda be'eretz Yisroel, as a result of our avoda in the land of Israel, mevi'im es hamatzav shel kavar. We take that situation of kvar, something that happened before, matzav shel lamafreya, something that is earlier on, shel kodem hachet, v'ayin b'shulchan orech. So let me, let me just explain for a minute. So therefore, kvar ratzah ha'elokim es ma'asecha. Hashem is appeased with what you're doing now, but also to such an extent that it goes back onto what happened kvar earlier on in history in the time of Gan Eden. So the connotation of kavar is what you're doing now helps for something that happened in the past. Look in the Shulchan Aruch. Aruchayim. Shebemotzoa yom ha-kippurim an motzoa yom kippur ochlin v'shosin b'simcha. We eat and we drink b'simcha. And you know it's a Sudas mitzvah when you break the fast on motzoa yom kippur? It's Mamash Yisudas Mitzvah. Other fast days, when you eat at the end of the day, it's not a Yisudas Mitzvah. You're just breaking your fast. That's why, you, that's why we want to have Fleshiks, right? Okay, so you can handle it. And 
Matzah Yom Kippur, however, is the Sudas Mitzvah. So when we eat with joy and drink on Matzah Yom Kippur, Ubas Kol Yotzeis and a bas kol comes out from a shemayim, and it says what? That pasuk from Kohelis. Leich echol besimcha, v'shasei belev tov, ki kavar ratzah elokim es ma'asecha. That very same pasuk that we're talking about, that's what the bas kol says when we eat on Motso'ayam Kippur. So before we say why, why, what's the connection? Why do you think we say that pasuk at that time? Yes, I'm right hand, please. Right, we had a major kapara at the time of Yom Kippur, right? Uh, and the tikkun there is right mamish lefanenu because of what just happened the past 24 hours. Now we can eat besimcha because it's like we're in Gan Eden again. We just went through Yom Kippur. The slate is clean. So the Baskol says that at that time, the gam sham al yidei teshuva v'yom hakipurim bo'im l'matzav shel kavar. By means of tshuva and Yom Kippur, we reach that kavar place, which is the place of the tikkun hachet of Odom and Chava. Okay. Rebson, question, please. Yeah. It's both. Because, the, because they're totally one on the other. When there is something that we do, which is a tikkun for the chet of Adam and Chava, then in a certain way, we get back to that place. So it could be in a small way, or it could be in a much bigger way, like Hamutzoy Yom Kippur, it's in a much bigger way. And a similar idea, really, is the chasen and kala. That's their personal Yom Kippur. They stand under the chuppah. And one of the Sheva brachas is, Sameach tesamach reim ha'ahuvim kesamechacha yitzircha b'ganeden mikedem. Right, mikedem. So Hashem, please bring joy to this lovely couple, these beloved people, as you did to your creation b'ganeden mikedem, which is translated as of old or as of antiquity. But the deeper meaning there is kedem kodem, kodem hachet. The same way that you brought joy to Adam and Chava, mikedem kodem hachet, before there was hate in the world, so too bring joy to this couple, to this chasen and kala who's standing here. So they have the Yom Kippur part of it, because it's our personal Yom Kippur, and they have truly a real taste of Adam and Chava, kodem hachet, standing underneath that, that chuppah. And of course, that's followed by Lech Echol B'Simcha. It's a major Simcha, uh, the Suda Evachasana. So that ties in pretty well, too. Okay. Any other questions or comments before we go a little vital? Yeah, Nira, please. Do we, you said it's a Suda Yeah. So if it's just Nira to watch, then that's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm not saying you have to, you know, yeah. and people have to kind of watch their stomachs uh, after a fast. Yeah. If you overdo it, we know you can get sick. Yeah. But. Uh, certainly, it's a Suda's mitzvah, and uh, washing is very appropriate at that Suda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wash, a little chicken soup, a little kreplach, right? <laughs> From Yom Kippur. Yes. No 
Yeah, good question. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, please. Yes, Rebbe was saying Va'alkein Nekava, which is the second paragraph of Aleinu. Alkein Nekava, Lecha Hashem, we hope to you. The abbreviation Alkein Nekava, Ayin Kaf Nun, spells Achan. And Achan was the one who took loot when the Jewish people were conquering the land of Eretz. So it was one person who took loot from the city, and as a result of that, the Jewish people lost the next battle. Yeshua ultimately found him out, and he had to be killed because he transgressed the word of Hashem. And it's brought down that he wrote this, right? that he did tshuva, recognized his hate, and he wrote this. On the other hand, it says that Yehoshua bin Nun wrote the tefillah of Aleinu. And he's bringing this Alkein Nekave as part of Yehoshua's tefillah. So what I, what I would have said is that Yehoshua authored paragraph one, Aleinu, and Ochan authored paragraph two, Alkein Nekave. That's what I would have liked to say. But based on this five sentence, it really sounds like Yehoshua composed the second paragraph. So I'm not quite sure how to look at that. Yeah, maybe, maybe there was some, something in tandem there in a certain way. Maybe his teshuva inspired Yehoshua to write it, something like that. Speculating. Okay, next paragraph. V'yesh levah ergam es haloshon u'shesei belev tov yenecha. Also, this expression, and drink with a good heart your wine. D'lechorah haloshon belev tov kasha. This loshon belev tov is hard to understand. D'hokasi, because it says, v'yayin yisamach levav enosh. Wine brings simcha to the heart of a man. Of course, that means when it's used the right way. Vim ochlim es halechem besimcha, kol shekein sheyishtu es hayayin besimcha. So if you're going to be eat, eating bread with joy, then of course you're going to be drinking wine with joy. So what is this chiddish of shesei b'yev tov? V'yesh lomar. D'kevon shehamidu baruhu al hatikun shel hached harishon. Because what we're really talking about is the tikkun of the chait of Adam and Chava, shel achilas eitz hadas, when they ate from the eitz hadas, v'yesh man de'omar shegefen hoya, as we said earlier, there's an opinion that the fruit that they ate from was a grape. It's mentioned in Bereshis Rabbah and in Barachos. L'chein kasuv sheyishtu hayayin hayotze mehagefen belev tov. So therefore, we're saying, now you can drink the wine with a good heart. You can drink the wine from the Yetzer Hatov perspective. So there's no Yetzer Hara in that drinking at all. Now that's a big accomplishment, because once you're dealing with alcohol, and people are dealing with alcohol, then it's so easy to get off track and for the Yetzer Hara to be mixed in with the consumption of alcohol. So to say, Shasei Belev Tov Yenecha is a very beautiful, powerful statement. That means the whole, the whole um, consumption of the Yayin is done through Yetzer HaTov. There's no Yetzer Hara there. That would be a real tikkun for the Chet in Gan Eden. I, I saw somewhere, I think in the name of the Ramah, uh, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, that the reason we say l'chaim when we drink alcohol is because we're saying 
that this was once used and it brought death into the world when Adam and Chava took the grape from the tree. So we, uh, I saw in the name of the Ramah, Rav Moshe Yisrael, who wrote the Shulchan Aruch along with the Mechaber, that we say L'chaim because we're, we're trying to say to somebody, let's use this for reasons of life. L'chaim. That it shouldn't go as it did back there in Gan Eden, very similar to this concept. Shouldn't be L'maves, L'chaim. So that's Davka why we say that over the consumption of alcohol. Okay, now there's a... Um, there's a little note on, on the bottom. It's actually a fairly big note, but we're going to see part of it. On the second page, do you see the number seven on the bottom of the page? And there's, um, yeah, see that seven there? All right, so we're going to skip the first paragraph, and we're going to read the paragraph where it says, V'yesh Levair. V'yesh Levair. Habaskol b'derach acher. This baskol that comes out on Matzoyim Kippur when we eat and drink b'simcha, and it says that. Let's look at it in a different way. Sha'achare yom ha'kipurim nisratze ha'kadosh baruch hu Yisrael. After Yom Kippur, Hashem becomes kviyachol appeased the Jewish people. Nisratze. Va'af im b'shona she'avra, and even if during the past year, the previous year, asu ha-mitzvos below leif. If we did the mitzvos without our heart in it, we did them more superficially. V'lo ha-machshava And if we did the mitzvos without the proper thought and content, omer lohem ha-baskol, but the baskol then announces on Matzoh Yom Kippur, leich echol b'simcha, Go ahead and eat with joy, ki kavar rutza elokim es ma'asecha, because Hashem is pleased with what you have done, referring to not only what we did on Yom Kippur, but hainu shehakodesh boruchu mechashev lohem es hamasa im haratzon hatov, sheyesh lohem achsha b'yom ha-kippurim. That now Hashem considers the maise, the actions that we did during the course of the year that may not have had a rutzon tov inside of them. Maybe they were superficial, maybe they were mechanical, maybe they even had the wrong kavanos. We did the maise. So what do you get on Yom Kippur? You go through that whole day of tefillah, you get a rutzon tov. You feel by the end of Yom Kippur,